Hello and welcome to the podcast Against Disease. I am your host Cody Weston and uh, today I'm here to explain exactly what Humanity Against Disease is all about and try to anticipate some of the questions that um, some of you may have. So Humanity Against Disease is an organization that my brother and I started about six to eight months ago now. Um, with the goal of bringing people in science and medicine and people in other areas closer together and kind of bridging that gap and helping to bring uh, health technology into society in a way that benefits everybody. So the mission is sort of to empower everybody uh, with better access to experts and to give experts a little bit better access to everybody whose expertise is going to be outside of healthcare and research. We want to give everybody a voice in the system. Um, we want to hear what everybody thinks is working and what's not working. And if you're out there and you care about health and you don't feel heard, then that is a problem. And I feel like you have valuable information uh, that could really be moving things forward for everybody, but the experts aren't always asking you for it. We started this project because um, we firmly believe that health is fundamental to everybody. And we shouldn't just stop at okay, we should give um, everybody who wants to improve their health, the tools to do that as much as we're able to. That everybody deserves a chance to thrive as much as they're willing to. And although the realities of you know socioeconomic status and um, geography and all these things come into play, we want to try to bridge those gaps in every way that we can. Uh, another key point is that access to health experts shouldn't be incidental. It seems like all too often people's ability to get their questions answers depends on if they have family connections or if they have health experts in their social circles and that just seems inherently unfair and um, an inefficient system. And this becomes a bigger problem because misinformation in health is so dangerous. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who mean well but lack the best information, and there are people out there who have something to gain by providing dishonest information. Um, there are people out there marketing products and services that they know aren't going to help, and there are people out there who are exploiting good people's desire to be healthy. And in my mind, people who want to be healthy deserve the best possible information to help that happen. Now, on the flip side of the coin, people in healthcare and research often get isolated from the rest of the community, especially during the early stages of their career, because the lifestyle inherent in uh, medical and scientific training can be really intensive and isolating. Um, this can lead to well-meaning people wandering a field and doing research that may be academically interesting, but does not... Uh, necessarily lead to gains in the short term. And while some of that is necessary, uh, I think it's really important for them to have a chance to speak uh, more frankly with uh, people on the outside of their area 
so that they can see if the people around them are supportive of this or if they have related ideas that they'd rather see this person working on, just so that can inform their decision. And apart from the value to their careers, um, integration into the larger community can be really good for people in these isolated positions. I'm sure later on in this podcast, I'm going to cover the fact that burnout and suicide rates among people in the healthcare professions are absolutely through the roof. And that's really bad. And there's a lot of evidence that feeling more integrated and included in communities can help relieve some of those problems. So there can be some really important benefits to just the sanity and wellness of people in uh, research and technology and medicine by being better connected to people whose expertise lies outside of those areas. And I've kind of skirted this issue a couple of times now. I want to be very careful not to put out the idea that I feel like there are experts and then non-experts. Everybody out there has something they're passionate about and something that they can bring to the table. And just because you're area of passion and enthusiasm doesn't necessarily lend itself to research or medicine doesn't mean that you don't have something really important to bring to the promotion of community health and individual health in um, your area and in the world at large. So I think that starts to cover the motivation behind why we started this organization. and. Perhaps the burning question on many of your minds is, what exactly are you planning to do about that? So I've come up with a couple of phases here. Um, the first phase is phase one. We're going to establish a fundraising infrastructure um, and try and put together a couple of different programs to try and raise money and use that money to support existing well-vetted charities. This will allow us to have an early impact and develop relationships with good organizations that may be able to guide us and will of course benefit from any money that we send to them. And we can easily apply the fundraising infrastructure that we develop here to phase two um, so that we can raise money for some of our direct efforts later on. Now, during this period, uh, we've already identified a couple of charities. I'm not going to go into great detail on them right now, but those are available on the website, and I want to um, highlight some of those in later episodes. Just very briefly, those of you who are listening in Baltimore and in the Johns Hopkins community may have heard about the board game events against disease. We've gone, gone through a couple of those now, and... Um, those have allowed us to bring in funds for the American Federation for Aging Research and for the Children's Miracle Network. So we have already started to get these things going. And at the same time, we're allowing people to divert a portion of uh, whatever they decide to donate toward the eudaimonia fund, uh, I'm calling it, which is going to be the lifeblood of phase two that I'll get to um, in just a minute. 
So while phase one is going on and we are uh, getting these fundraisers off the ground, we hope that we'll discover interested people. We can find uh, community members that can speak to the needs of various communities and the best ways to reach them. They can offer their unique perspectives on improving community health. For just some basic examples, plumbers are going to understand everything about access to clean water. Exterminators might understand mitigation of pest exposures. IT people uh, will understand principles behind logging health activities, improving access and connectivity. Um, these kinds of uh, tech-related uh, ways of improving health. And the list could go on indefinitely, but those are just a few examples. As far as health members go, we're hoping to find people who can speak to the health evidence, uh, what the science actually shows, and what issues we're seeing clinically, and they can advise on applying health promotion and uh, health habits and how we can use that research to make people's lives better uh, beyond just saying, you know, come to the doctor more often and utilize those healthcare services. I mean, what can we do before that becomes necessary and in addition to just good preventative medical care. And we're also hoping to uh, get in touch with research members who can speak to emerging problems and emerging solutions that clinicians and people outside of um, biomedicine may not yet be aware of. And they can advise on directions forward and ways we can deal with problems that have no existing solution um, by pushing research in a certain direction and lending our support as a uh, larger community to efforts that appear to be promising um, both from a common sense perspective and in the eyes of the experts. This brings me to phase two which is kind of where Humanity Against Disease started and I've kind of filled out the rest from there. Um, the main idea is the community integrated grants. So the idea will be to get a group of people together representing the community outside of biomedicine uh, and clinicians and researchers, get them into a room, decide what we'd like to focus on, and then we could put forward a request for grant applications. And the community integrated aspect is that whoever gets this money from the Eudaimonia Fund is agreeing to stay engaged with the community through Twitter, through blogs, through this podcast if they so choose. They will explain where that money is going, what they're up to, and kind of help people understand how the sausage gets made and let everybody have a, a more complete understanding of the process of research and how there are a lot of good people trying very hard and it's still not moving as fast as we would like. The other idea is the ability to request a biomedical person to have a presence at various community events. The idea here is that people congregate in what are called third spaces, you know, where um, the first space is home, second space is work, and the third space is, you know, the library, the local bar, uh, concerts, these kinds of things. And I would like to provide a forum by which people who want to improve the health of their group 
can get a, a representative, either a scientist or a clinician, depending on the situation, to come talk to them and sort of open up a dialogue about the issues that are important to them, whether it's reducing fall risk in the elderly or reducing the spread of sexually transmitted infections among uh, a younger population. It seems like the doctor's office is not always the best place for these conversations. And of course, if people aren't coming regularly to the doctor's office, then that's not going to, those messages aren't going to be effectively communicated. So I really want this to be an opportunity for people to feel empowered, like I said earlier, to bring biomedical people to where they are and make the process more seamless and make health kind of a part of everyday life in a bigger way. And I wanted to talk just briefly about phase three, because this is one of those reach goals. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to get this far, but if we ever reach like a critical mass of human power and funds, I would like to, as a group, identify unmet needs that can be decisively and rapidly stomped out through a large scale coordinated effort. This is something that I've called like an anti-disaster. I think that horrible things have a tendency to happen all at once and unexpectedly. And I dream of a world where every so often something really good just randomly happens, whether it's you know student debt being paid off or some health concern that people are, have been dealing with for a long time being remedied. Um, of course, whether that's in an urban center, a rural area, or in the developing world, that remains to be seen. But I would really like to build toward that so that we can create an atmosphere of hope through this possibility that no matter how bad things get, something could come along and turn things around in the same way that a disaster can turn things south out of nowhere. So that about sums up the basics behind what Humanity Against Disease is all about. If you're interested in hearing more, you can go to uh, www.humanityagainstdisease.com. Uh, we have a Facebook group at uh, Humanity Against Disease. We have a Twitter at Against Disease. And we really hope to hear from you. Uh, whether you're in the Baltimore area and would like to get involved with things going on there, whether you're in the Lansing, Michigan area where my brother is uh, posted up and is working on things on his end, or if you're in a completely different area and would like to start things up, we would be more than happy to have you and let's talk. So I hope to hear from you. And just to expand on where this podcast is going, there are a few things I'd like to try to cover, and if anybody out there listening has uh, any interest in coming on the podcast, I'd be more than happy to have you and would be happy to help put the script together. Um, I want to have some uh, evidence-based discussions that help solve the disconnect between science, medicine, and society. Some of the ideas I have for evidence-based discussions uh, segment called How Good Is It? 
for example, what's the evidence behind high intensity interval training? What's the evidence behind meditation or the vegan diet or intermittent fasting? Any of these things are sort of pressing questions that have come up again and again in the press. Um, similarly, how bad is it? You know, what's going on with uh, diet pop or diet soda, as you might call it if you come from the East Coast? Um, and what's the evidence against vapes? Are they better or worse than cigarettes? Should we be endorsing them as an alternative to nicotine gum? Or are they hiding something sinister? Uh, what's the evidence against marijuana? What's the evidence against vaccines, if there is any? Um, in addition, a segment about community spotlights, uh, you know, what's going on in Baltimore worth talking about, what's going on in Lansing, and if we get operations set up anywhere else, I'd love to cover those areas as well. We can also do charity spotlights and interview representatives from various charities. Um, that would be a great way to accomplish this goal of trying to bridge that gap between science, medicine, and society, and kind of get the word out about what good organizations are doing and maybe try and kick some money their way if we can generate a little bit of buzz. Um, we can also do research spotlight, uh, interviewing representatives from research programs, um, and clinical spotlight, interviewing representatives from uh, clinical programs, uh, especially if there's anything innovative out of the ordinary. If you're out there and you've got a clinic that you think is really cool that's doing things in a new or exciting way, I'd love to hear about it. So I think that about covers it for me tonight. Um, thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you all as uh, soon as you have something you'd like to talk about.